Hello and welcome to season three of the Love with Elise Peck podcast. I'm your host, Elise Peck. And in case you haven't met me before, I'll give you just a tiny rundown so that you know who you're connecting with. Um, How'd you met me in 2011? I was a graduate lawyer. I was engaged to my husband. I owned a property in Melbourne. Essentially, it was a pretty fabulous season of my life where um, I was using my manifesting ability to create the life and the outcomes that I wanted. If you fast forward to 2016, where I now had manifested part of my vision board, which was uh, I now have two beautiful children. Back then I was I had my first, so I was 12 months into having um, my first healthy baby, which was a, a vision board goal. And I was a stay-at-home mom, which was also a vision board goal. And now that I had sort of achieved that vision, it was now time to, I now felt inspired to dream even bigger. And my next goal became that I wanted deep meaning, purpose, and even more abundance, of course, for my beautiful family that I was creating. And so what essentially happened with that vision is uh, I called into my life or manifested into my life an opportunity where I started um assisting and supporting other people to launch businesses. And in the course of doing that, I was essentially accidentally life coaching. So I would be coaching people and helping them to launch businesses and get a steady stream of clients and to create their own abundance. And I constantly heard over and over again, oh my gosh, wow, Elise, like you should be, you should just be, you should be a life coach. Like this is phenomenal what the actions that you're getting me to take and and the transformation I'm going through um, just with your guidance and so the seed was planted um, the feedback from life was um, that in order to help me manifest this deep purpose and meaning and this abundance that had been on my vision board uh, it was now time to be a coach so I went off got certified etc and now in 2024 um, I have been officially certified so I started coaching in 2016. I've been officially certified as a coach since uh, 2020. And when I launched officially as a coach, um, I offered people all these different results that I would help them coach with. And there was one that had exceptional energy behind it. There was one that just people just wanted from me. Um, and that was love. That, like people just felt in my energy or they had experienced the love in my life through knowing me personally, whatever it was, it was all this energy. People had this fierce curiosity to learn about loving relationships, romantic relationships from me. So, you know, following the ikigai or whatever, you know, what the world wants from you, what you're good at, etc. I launched an offering there and it, it took off like wildfire. The results were just blowing my mind. They were blowing everyone else's mind. And thus began, you know, me being on my purpose and mission and life journey as a love manifestation coach. And so the the results have have just been unreal and beautiful because what, what better thing is there in life than to help people feel more connection, more love and to experience people being more in their vibration and in their energy of love. It's been phenomenal In addition, um, since 2020, I've become a best-selling author. I've co-authored the book called Elevate Your Energy, which interestingly, that was something I wanted to manifest in 2019. I set a goal um, of becoming 
certified in something that would help me heal people <laughs> um, and help me do more of like what I'd been doing sort of just by instinct with my coaching, wanted a formal education. And I also put on my vision board that I wanted to be a best-selling author. I gave myself until I was 70 for that goal. It happened the following year in 2020. Co-authored the book called Elevate Your Energy. Um, my chapter is called The Law on Love because uh, of my history of being a lawyer and um, and then my ikigai, my life's path, my dharma as um, being a love coach. And so that brings me here today talking to you about how to help, how to manifest what you want into your life and specifically how to manifest love. I can help people manifest whatever goal they're after. And as it turns out, most people want me to help them manifest their goal of more love, of better love, of more satisfying love, of deeper connection, um, however that vision looks for them. So that might look for you that you are currently single and wanting to attract um, a great relationship into your life. It may look like you're currently in a relationship and it's not feeling, looking or living into the vision of what you wanted. Um, Or it, it might be that you feel that your journey is kind of taking you more in the direction of self-love and potentially an uncoupling from a relationship that no longer feels in alignment for you. So it's all about uncovering what your desires are around love and um, giving you the support to manifest it. So here is season three of the Love with Elise Peck podcast featuring me, your host, Elise Peck. And I'm so excited. I'm so excited that you're here. I'm so excited to connect with you. And I'm so excited uh, to support you to manifest way more love, even more love into your life. Thanks for listening. Motherhood can be such a pressure point um, in your marriage, in your relationship, in your partnership, which is why I just wanted to give you some really you know powerful lessons that really helped i've been i've been thinking lately about how difficult it is for new mothers their brain has changed um their biology has changed the relationship dynamic changes and uh, i mean let me know in the comments if you've noticed this but i have noticed that there seems to be a real pressure point around um after you've got a second child under a certain age so when there's like two children under three or four that seems to be a really intense time for a partnership and that is often when um i see the most uh of men you know starting to get attracted outside the relationship or infidelity starting to pop up um i will say i'm extremely grateful that um i chose a man that has a real Uh, strong value on monogamy and commitment and being a husband and being a fun woman and so um thankful that that that's just not in his wheelhouse um while also understanding that for other people they deeply love someone and they're with someone who you know they want to make it work but but that person um is struggling with the early the early um the early mothering years or whatever and you know i mean <laughs> i often saw it the, the reverse way in the sense that um 
you know, and I, you know, as a woman, you would see, as a young woman, you'd see often men, once they have their two children at home, that's when they start hitting on younger women. That's when they start going out and looking for something extra. And it's kind of like there's a, a real trend of the man with the two young babies at home. And um, I thought, what what happens, what's going on there is when the connection not not always you can't always blame yourself some people no matter what no matter who they're with no matter like there's literally no program that can turn that off in some people whether it's a neurodivergent thing where that this the dopamine the impulse control is not there um yeah some people there's like there's no step you can take that will ever prevent or control someone else from from doing that right from from seeking um, attention outside of the marriage but you know, if this person, you know, it's not really true to who they are and they, they went through a significant period of time where they weren't like that and then in that early motherhood phase you see it happening, um, it could be that the connection needs to be buffered up a lot, right? Um, I once, when I was learning from a relationship coach, heard her tell a story about how she used to do these retreats and a couple would come along and when she got their connection really strong they actually admitted to her that they went through a phase where they needed to invite outside people into the relationship to spice it up but once the relationship got really really strong in the connection they no longer wanted that and I think the insight for that is that you know some things are out of your control like you know and that's part of filtering who you're getting with at the start that's part of taking a bit of time um, to see them under stress and pressure to have a few fights and see you know when they have a fight do they go turn and look for other attention or do they go within and try to do the work like what you know you want to kind of figure out who you're getting on the bus first right that's that's a big step in preventing this from happening um, looking at their track record looking at you know if they've had previous marriages like what why you know what happened there um, you know this sort of stuff, looking at their impulse control, instant gratification, you know, the ability to delay gratification, their ability to commit to something and stay focused. These are things you want to look before they're on the bus, right? But just say you're with someone that, you know, was really committed, whatever, and then they start, um, this starts happening. You know, you want to look at, okay, like, you know, I mean, I know people that this has happened, the relationship's fallen apart and they've got back together and they've made it work, right? I think we all know, everyone you speak to knows someone that that's happened, right? I have, you know, clients that reflect on people that they know that, you know, they're having a hard time processing that this and that happened and they're having a hard time forgiving, you know, their sisters, partners, blah, 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 whatever it is, right? Um, you know, and so I think, I think we've all seen this out there and so number one is you're not going to be able to control everyone so you want to figure out who you're getting on the bus first <laughs> and what their vision is and what the identity that they want to be you know regardless of you what identity makes them proud of themselves what are they committed to in themselves right um and then the second thing is you know if this doesn't seem to be in their identity and they have they're now struggling with it you want to look at okay how can we strengthen this connection how can we make this work because it's a hard time for the woman after she gives birth in the sense that she has less capacity to build that connection and she sort of really needs the guy to just knuckle down and get through a few hard years right <laughs> basically like she's just not gonna be she's breastfeeding and, and not sleeping as much and you know if, if you've divided the labor in the in the biological way of the woman is nurturing and um, 
providing su sustenance from her body and the masculine is getting the, the resources, right? So that the woman can do this and without having to worry about resources. If you've divided the, the, the labor in the biological, according to the biological norm, um, then, you know, it's going to be a tough time for both, right? And you're counting a little bit on hoping that you got a partner with grit and focus and um, self-control and the ability to delay gratification, the ability to, you know, get through the hard times and not just decide, well, if I'm not getting here, I'll go find young women that, you know, um, you're looking for that character. Uh, but there's also a bit you can do to safeguard your relationship. There is stuff that is somewhat within your control. And that is um, things that build connection. And that's what I want to share with you today. Now, just on this, often, well, not often, the key to the most thriving relationships, like without a doubt, without a doubt, the key to those forever thriving relationships is that for both people, that relationship was their top value. That's it. You think of like John and Missy Butcher from Life Book and, you know, they, they say like he stood in front of the camera and he says, um, and they've got a lifelong romance. He says, you know, for the man, your, your woman has to come first before your relationship. And for the woman, your man has to come first before the children. That's what he said has been the key to his relationship. And he stood there and said, okay, you want to tell me I'm wrong? You want to tell me I'm codependent? Whatever. I'm telling you that's the mindset that got us this result. And everyone wants to know how we get this result, right? So that's John and Missy Butcher, right? Now, for, for this, you know, and so one thing to know is for most women, your brain is going to change. And for at least two, three years, your relationship won't be the top value. Your children will be, right? They just will. You'll get this instinct and this intuition. And that's because nature needs you to make that child, those children, the top priority for their survival. Babies need to be the number. In, in their first, you know, three years, they need to be, which means you're going to go from a dynamic where your relationship is your top value to it now being number two. You just will. If, if your brain has done what it usually does in pregnancy and your biology is, and you've, you've done the bonding with the child, you've done the skin on skin, you've, you know, um, you, if the bonding and the oxytocin bond is formed correctly, that baby will become your top value, which now means that the relationship won't be getting as much sustenance as water attention as what it did before which now means it's 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 a little shaky and here's where you're hoping you've got a good man that can just understand that for a few years and to look at the light at the end of the tunnel and to know well i know this will get easier i know this is a temporary thing i know this is a short chapter um and so my commitment to the long-term vision is greater then then the short-term needs I have now I'm going to grit and knuckle down for my family and put the, the energy into getting the resources into building this vision and I'm going to make the children the, the top value so for the, those the rest of the relationship your relationship's top value for those three years when the baby is zero to three the babies are your top value right and so here's what here are some ways that you can build the connection number one is you get that shared vision and you remind yourself and you focus on getting a little more of the vasopressin, the team building hormones going than the oxytocin during this time. You want both, but it's clear, you must both be feel like you've got a joint vision that you're zooming toward together. So you want to spend time asking questions. What are your, you know, to, to direct you both to the vision? What are we working towards? What do we want for our children? You want to have a team project. 
The team project used to be the relationship. You now shift the team project to the children. Okay, that's a big one. And then you feel like you're in this together, this team project, right? The next thing to know is a lot of the frameworks you don't need in the good times, like a lot of the a lot of the relationship stuff you don't need when, when the, your core value is both, the top value is a relationship. You don't need anything like that as your favorite thing and you're both going to work through it. You're going to get through anything. Um, but when it slips to number two and the children top value, now you need all the tools, right? And so this is when the Gottman Institute for Horsemen becomes very useful. We really tried to stick to these during that chapter. We don't, we're throwing it all out the window now. <laughs> and we just, you know, it's, um, the relationship is just the top value. So we just, we bounce back from anything at this point. But in those first three years of motherhood, you need to bring in some of the stuff. So some, something that was really, really powerful to identify was for the woman to, to cut back on criticizing the man that's a horseman and for the man to cut back on being defensive and and you both want to read the four horsemen and you want to come to an agreement together right you want to say okay here's our vision of the children here is you know what we want to achieve and then here's how we're going to need to behave for the next few years to get through this and so you because you make a, a vision and a commitment together in those times where it's popping up you can let each other know, hey, that's criticism. Hey, that's defensiveness, right? And because you've both made a commitment that you're not going to do that so that you can achieve your joint vision of, you know, these three years with the children, um, you can you can help each other get back on track with that vision, right? Um, you know, if you're looking at this and thinking, oh, you don't need all of this, like, well, yeah, that you must be in a period where for both of you, your relationship is a top value. I get it. I have periods like that too, where like, you know, you couldn't break the relationship. Like, you know what I mean? It's <laughs> like, it doesn't need any tool, right? Um, but in times of survival, you know, when times when, when something else becomes the top value, that's when you need to have more conscious practice around the relationship. Now, there was something else I really wanted to say today. It was defensiveness and it was um, criticism. There's something else I really wanted to share. Where is it gone? Oh, yes. The other thing is actually having this discussion where you both acknowledge the woman's brain will have changed, the relationship is going to be a, a bit harder, but that there is an end point. So you both are aware of this and you both know this is normal, this is a hard part, and we, this is a winter in the relationship and we will get through it, right? You just have to, I mean, that's what my husband always, I, I used to say, oh my God, like, how did you get through all of, all of that? And he was so, because um, he never for a second, you know, dreamed of like quitting the relationship or stepping outside the relationship or anything like this. He's like, I just always knew it was temporary. And I think that's a really important mindset. Um, and if the, the man that you're with is, feeling like oh I'm not getting my needs met and these children blah 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 in a in a nice bonding time when you've got enough goodwill in the tank when you're share when you you've got it you've been on some nice walks together and your parasympathetic nervous system your calm nervous system has been online and you've had some good laughs and you've filled up the goodwill and you're having a good time you then revisit your joint vision and then you say hey you know I heard this thing about how the woman's brain changes in pregnancy and it moves from like a you know a me focus to a we focus and it, an expanded awareness means that she becomes more just focused on her children and for the first three years especially she's breastfeeding the hormones everything gonna make her more focused which probably means our relationship has dropped to, to being in the number two spot but it's temporary we will bounce back after this um, I just want to acknowledge that probably means you're not getting as much of your needs but I want to know I, I see that and that just just to remember like 
why we're doing this, what we want for the children, and um, and that it, that it is temporary, and that I, you know, I love you just as much. And so you want to kind of explain to this person, acknowledge their experience, and then remind each other of the longer term um, game, right? Because uh, some people just don't know, and they just feel like what they're feeling is forever. Like they're like, "Oh my god, this is hard." Maybe the relationship sucks. Maybe I shouldn't have had, you know, uh, children with this woman or whatever, because she's dropped me. Blah 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 blah. And I think just saying, being able to say to that guy, like, "Yes, that's what you're experiencing is very real and very hard for you," and I acknowledge that that's difficult. And also, this is sort of, you know, this is normal. And this is just a season of grit and perseverance, where we foc we turn our focus more onto, depending on depending on the person you're with, right? You'll know how to message this correctly and it'll be your version of surrendered communication in the sense it can't be from your head, it has to come from your body. It has to be in connection with that person's energy. It has to be an attuned watching and reading the scenario. It has to come from your awareness of who this person is and how, how to message to them. Um, it has to come from a track, you know, from, from knowing who this person is. Some people have like this natural oppositional defiance kind of nature where if you tell them direct, they immediately want to go the other way, right? My husband's not like that. Like you can just directly ask for your needs and he'll, he, he's like, well, you know, like he'll, he'll, he'll want to be a team player right and something i will say is i have heard that when you have a secure connection a secure attachment you are far more easily influenced by each other so when the goodwill is strong when the bond is feeling good when the there's a, a environment of trust of integrity of having seen believable behavior for years um then what you suggest to this person will land very well now obviously they often just want to just you know that they're like yeah like thanks for being so clear like i love the clarity thank you um i have worked with people that their partners are they're not like that if you give a direct request um they do go the opposite direction and so that's when we do a little more of the energetic work where we go into this person's body, we shift their energy on the topic. Um, we, you know, we get, we get them energetically on a different place on the topic so that the conversations come from a different energy. Sometimes the conversations don't need to happen. Sometimes doing that in a shift, um, gets a new result on the outside. Sometimes it doesn't. Um, but we, there's things that we can do to shift. We can work more on an energetic level than on a direct communication. If you're with someone that direct communication is not useful with them, uh, and you'll know who you're with. Uh, but this is why it's all very, um, it depends who you've got on the bus and it's all personalized and that's why bespoke coaching and strategies is is the best um so that's you know i'd love to hear what your takeaways are from today but that's talking about you know my heart is so with those those women in early motherhood who i i, I remember going to um a mother's group at week seven and uh, it was just called soul mamas in bondi sydney and it was part of this yoga studio dharmashala um, yoga studio I think that was what it was called and uh, it was connected to this she births course that I did it was a soul mama's group I went to all these mother's groups but my first baba I just got around to all the mother's groups and um, and in Bondi there were so many but I went to this one soul mama's and we went in this circle and you got like this talking stick or stone and they had to go around and you had to ask uh, you had to share what you were going through and it was it was beautiful because everyone was going through something so different. Like some women were just like, oh my God, like on cloud nine, just like, oh, 
best thing ever. And some women were saying, like, oh, my God, I haven't bonded with my baby and I'm not feeling it. I'm surrounded by women that have bonded and it's a really lonely experience. And then other people were, you know, and it was it was such a moving experience to, uh, to witness how everyone was having a really different, you know, different experience of motherhood. I mean, some were having very similar, but it was just... Um, yeah, it was incredible to witness. Um, but I remember when it got to me, I could barely talk. I was just a blubbering mess. And I was just saying I was grieving that um, I was seven weeks in and I could see that I could see that it was not going to be possible to have the relationship I had before um, having my baby. Like during this chapter, I was just, I was just grieving the fact that what I was witnessing was my brain biology had changed and what had been my identity for eight nine years and my top value for eight nine years had now slipped to number two and my baby was now my top value which thanks mother nature ensures my baby's survival but there was so much grief in that because my favorite thing was this relationship and I could feel I just didn't have the capacity to give as much to it and so I really feel for mums in that position and it's normal and it's temporary and it passes and you come back together as long as you get through it and the way you get through it is some of the tips I've shared today. It's that, you know, having the shared vision and, and both deciding that this is a season where the children are your number one top value and the, that the relationship is number two and it will come back to number one again. Remember it's temporary. Remember to stay focused, um, creating that, that team energy of this is a team project we're doing together creating oxytocin moments, going for those walks, sharing those funny reels, sharing the laughter, um, sharing photos of the babies together that you, you know, so that you're both laughing and looking and remembering why you're doing this and what you're working towards the knowledge that this is temporary. Um, and you know, and you will get that love back again for sure. And, and better, um, because you've gone through a hard time together. Um, and then, trying to decrease usually for the feminine decrease the criticism really work on decreasing the criticism and increasing the appreciation so putting a lot more conscious effort into saying i appreciate this i appreciate that I, you've got to put a lot of effort into that during that time um and then for the masculine it's decreasing the defensiveness so she's going to be so much more so far more emotional her hormones are nuts she's going to be bringing you no oh, i always love when you enjoy nice to see you I just like your energy. Thanks for blessing our, our, our place with your energy. Um, I'm talking about early motherhood and the impact on relationships and some tips on how people can get through that. Really, what, what for me was like the most difficult chapter. So for the masculine during that chapter, it's working on the defensiveness, knowing that she's going to have far more emotions. She's going to be far more hormonal. She's going, she's going through the most groundbreaking period of her life. And so she's going to have potentially a lot more complaints even if she's working on decreasing <laughs> her criticism and she's going to have a lot more drive and need to keep the baby safe which means on some level she's going to be looking at at you and trying to make you a safer you know trying to make you more caught she's going to be far more critical even though she's going to try and decrease it and so you, your assignment during that time is to understand that this woman is hormonal and primal and very protective of this baby and so you'll want to not try to take work on trying to take it less personally and not reaching for defensiveness because defensiveness is one of the four horsemen that kill relationship and instead learning the art of mirroring all right mirroring what I'm hearing is you give her exact words back to her. If you mirror back, you're absolutely going to hit on someone's keywords and people's nervous systems needs to hear their keywords. So if you, when you want to go defensiveness, if you instead grip yourself and just mirror back to her, 
what I'm hearing is, is there more on that? And you go for that and then eventually you say, it makes sense, you feel that way. Oh, if you do that, you're going to create a moment of connection and goodwill versus um, one of the four horsemen that kills relationships, which is defensiveness. So you work on decreasing your defensiveness and you want to increase your cherishing of her. So she's going to work on increasing the appreciation of you. You're going to work on increasing telling her what you love about her, why she is special to you, why she of all women was the one that you wanted to have babies with. What makes her special to you? What do you love about her? You want to increase that, right? So you've got to like, you know, the best defense is a good offense, whatever. You want to go proactive, right? And realize your relationship during this period has slipped from a top value to a second value which means you're not going to naturally be as driven to pour into the relationship because you're pouring into your other top value which means you now have to put more of a routine structure and effort around pouring into the relationship you're going to have to be a bit more conscious about giving the compliments giving the you know the love the, the you know and also I've, you've got to check how this other person receives love you know this woman might not like uh, hearing what you love about her it might make her what I don't know you got to check with her when do you feel loved and you want to maybe put a reminder in your calendar once a day you want to make a structured routine around it during this chapter okay you got to get on the offense and you got to be really conscious about um you know and proactive a eh? pro proactive is a better word to to get through this chapter right so and then the children go up and go to primary school and if you knuckled in and when the going got tough you got going and you got through it the, re the relationship will flick back up to being your number one core value and you get to enjoy that for the rest of your life because the children will grow up and they'll move on and you'll just both be left there and will you be left with a deep beautiful connection a friendship or will you be left with like oh you're a stranger now who are you right which result do you want right while also honoring the biological needs that your children do need to be the top core value in the, in the first um three years that's what I want to share today so if you feel that you need some help on the going into on getting the clarity of vision on getting the communication dialed in on getting the inner world in a place where you can get I mean it brings up so much early motherhood that what really helped me was finding the tools and the support to be able to bring what I was going through to a space right where I could have some time to go into my body to, to process what I was going through and to shift the energy energetically on it so that my communication, my energy, my capacity to give and pour to another person was far better because I was, I was getting my mind tuned and my energy tuned to be able to show up in that way. And I was being able to tap into what it was all for, my vision, and being able to manifest, right? Something I would do differently next time is I would spend far more time um, instead of sitting in the gap, instead of sitting in the, oh my God, what's not working, I'd spend far more time training my mind every day, remind me to visualize how I want it to feel, right? I missed that key point. <laughs> so uh, hopefully that helps you is uh, spend 10, 15 minutes a day trying to sit in the feeling of how you want it to feel the rest of the day. Try to use your mind to create your reality. Anyway, having a coach helps so much with all of this because what you need to hear, the support that you need, your unique situation, you know, um, yeah, it's so much more supercharged when there's just someone that you can, that has your back, that you can work through it with. Um, that was a real, you don't, I feel like as in an early motherhood, you don't realize how much your nervous system needs it until you sit there and someone is fully present with you and is there and cares and you're like, oh, that's what I needed. Oh my God. 
Um, and I will say I have had mothers in the past that have been breastfeeding while during doing a coaching call with me that have had the baby there and we work around it you know for anyone else like if they ha like it's not ideal we want to get rid of distractions but I, I, I work through anything with early motherhood because it's just you know I understand that that baby is is the number one thing and everything else has to work around it and it's a real soft spot for me because it was my biggest obstacle and tough time so I really pre I really um like supporting it all right thanks for joining um genuinely those are things that really really helped me and I just really from the bottom of my heart really hope that that helps even just one one mum in early motherhood today um all right so if you do want some personalized support from someone who's been there who gets it who made their babies a top value I fully went all in on this thing I attached and parented I um I bed shared you know co-slept tandem breastfed um baby war you know we didn't go on a date night for I don't know like the, the like maybe six years <laughs> you know what I mean like we we just literally went all in on these babies um you know and it was like now we're really happy we did that <laughs> you know and now especially seeing that you get it back and you get the relationship back and then it's better it's like okay like you know great like good <laughs> um you know uh, but I do know a lot of people do fall apart during that time so that's that's what that we did fight for the relationship during that time we did knuckle in and we did do a significant amount of work that we didn't need to do before we had two little ones under three or four um yeah and that that's how we did it yeah and a lot of inner work a lot of meditation getting outside support for, for, for my inner work um yeah all right so if you do want some support the link is in my bio um to apply for free one-on-one -on -one, uh love coaching call all right bye for now thanks so much for joining this episode was originally recorded uh, with the intention of it being posted on my instagram I'll pop the handle to my Instagram in the caption or the show notes of this episode. Um, and so I'll also drop in the link that I refer to as being in my bio or whatever. I'll pop it um, into the podcast friendly version that you're listening to. All right. Also, you can find out more about me at my website, elisepeck.com. Thanks for joining. Um, love if you want to pop some comments in the Q&A section, um, please you know, like, share, subscribe, send it to whoever you feel could benefit from getting better results, better outcomes, manifesting more magic in their life. And I look forward to connecting with you on the next episode of Love with Elise Pink. Bye for now.